Faith Jenning, and you're listening to OCR Audio. Hey guys, this is Brian Kempson. Listen to OCR Radio. They have a great gang on. It's amazing to talk to a group of people rather than just one interview at a time. Hi, I'm John Alvin. You're listening to Jack and Luke on the OCR Audio. So we're joined tonight by two of the Monstical Machines, Dave Rogers and Jason Burgess. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, all good. Thank you. Excellent. So we've got both of you on tonight pretty much to talk about the OCR series. Um, It was the grand final of the series last weekend, and it's been a seven-race series, I believe. And you guys have taken part in all the races. So there's been a lot of interest in the race, people watching from the UK, looking at you guys doing amazingly well over there. Um, And I think people just want to hear a little bit more about the race. Um, What's it kind of like? Is there like a standard kind of format across the race series or does it differ at each race? Um, yeah, so um, it, it, every venue is different, um, but they they do have like signature obstacles that they always put in, but they mm-hmm. just change up each one slightly differently, um, and, and, and they bring in different um, obstacles each time. Um, mm-hmm. They'll always be normally, typically, they'll always be like, for example, a weaver that'll always be there, um, but they'll just bring in and take out certain other certain obstacles that they'll put in, in one race, take something else out, and put something else in, and just change a few of them each time um which makes it really interesting um mm-hmm. that we found um so you're always being tested and you never quite know what you're going to come up against you always get a map beforehand but it's not the same as when you actually get on crack on and do it and you think oh, actually that was different this time or you know wherever it might be so yeah well, i see that some of the races are called like the water race and the mud edition and the yeah. Does that yeah. have a ring? Is the water race more water orientated? Exactly. Field? Yeah. So exactly water- right. Yeah. Yeah. So the water edition is is a normally a really good race because they put in a massive slide. It's like the nuclear death slide, three times bigger. Ooh, um, and it's absolutely awesome. Um, and you do that, and you normally there's a bit of swimming in it, um, etc. And then they do a hills edition as well, which is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason will probably say it's not really hills as such because from what he's used to but but yeah um, and plus it's in Europe there ain't that many hilly places where they do them but um, but yeah so they do a hills edition to make it a bit more interesting because mm-hmm. um, a lot of them are very flat and fast um, a lot of the races that they do like the one the world of the finals was that's just flat basically and it's it's a fast race um, so yeah yeah it's, they're really good what distances are we looking at? Are they all the same or are they just different? Uh, Jace, do you want to type in well, they, they, they say they might be about 19k, but they're all about 20 or a little bit more. Um, you know, plus, you know, to... 20 plus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if, you, if you're technical and have one of these watches that tells you how far you go, you know, you, it won't be right. You know, <laughs> you always add a bit extra into it. Well, you're better off with one of my Casio watches and just run around with that. <laughs> one of those, Lee. One of those. Old school. Oh, yeah. I forgot mine with the diesel points. <laughs> it's probably worth a few now, in all fairness, that old Casio watch. Oh, yeah. It's worth a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. where, where did the series start then, guys? Uh, first one was in uh, Ghent last year. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was so they run August to sort of June, do they then? 
Yeah, that's right. Well, they do two in typically two at the start of the season, which will be um, Ghent and Germany, which it was last year um, in mm. September. Then they stop then till March um, the following year and, and carry on for the rest of them, the, the other five. Oh, I see. We haven't obviously got much choice here in the UK, but what's it closest to in the UK? Like, if you had to sort of describe it as being close to something in the UK, what would you describe it as? I, I don't think you can compare it. No, to no. It, to me, it's um, far superior than, than anything we've got here. You know, they are... Well, we were on about this the other day, you know, we were talking to, to John about it as well. I put mm-hmm. these races as, you know, the best I've, I've come across. You know, we did the Worlds in Canada, and that's probably close to them. But for me, this series, it's opened my eyes at how good and how quick these races can actually, you know, flow. It's so easy when they get it right. There's no queuing, there's nothing. It's just full on and you can go for it what, what's, what are the rules with the obstacles is there a retry lane or is it bands I mean I'm I don't know anything about the series so so what they do is they've got um, they've got A um, they call them A uh, obstacles and B obstacles um, and one of them is you can you've just got to get over it and typically you will do it's just like a you know something like climb over a wall or whatever that sort of thing Mm-hmm. Um, or or if yeah. you fail it, then you retry it. But then they've got the B ones, which will be you have to complete it, and if you don't, you get a penalty, and it's one try straight onto the penalty. That's it. Well, like an extra run or something gives you the penalties. Yeah, it'll be either burpees, um, it'll be a run, or it'll be a carry or something okay. like that. So, um, and yeah, it'll be a, if it's burpees, it's times typically. It's not like an amount; it's a time, one minute or two minutes on an egg timer. Oh, I see. So um, yeah. What's the kind of obstacle split? Is it uh, technical obstacles, heavy carry obstacles, um, upper body orientated, or is it a mixture of everything? They've got a fantastic mix of everything. This is how they've got it so right. You know, like at the end, they'll let you with a salmon ladder, which is probably the hardest thing that you can mm-hmm. come across. It's five jumps high. But if you fail that, then it's um, battle ropes, you know, and that yeah. lasts for a minute. So, and then before that, you've got like um, uh, ice axe, which is a new one which you brought in, which is a bit like, is it, was it skitters in the worlds? Skitch. Skitch, yeah. So it's a bit like that, but it's, they're heavy and it's a lot mm-hmm. harder. And it, it, you know, there is technical stuff in it, but it still keeps flowing because you, you're straight off and you're on that penalty. You know, they don't keep anybody on the, on the obstacles because it, it just keeps flowing and, and they've got it really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also... You're selling it to me to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I said, you're selling it to me. I quite like the sound of this. Oh, yeah. No, it, <laughs> it, it, it is good. It, isn't it funny, like, how... I know there's obviously been a few of you guys out there doing it, but we haven't got many people from the UK going to do it. I mean, it's still unknown. It's still quite quiet in the sense of, like, why is there not hundreds of people going over there and doing it? Yeah, yeah. I... F- there was probably 10,000, Dave, that did it over the weekend. Uh, quite possibly, yes. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, They're all across Europe that are doing it. You know, you get some serious numbers. We've only seen a few English over there, and, and one of them was, and, you know, they do. It's probably me and Dave that just do the serious racing. And mm-hmm. the fun ones, we've just seen one or two, you know, like a few stag dudes. That was, that was fun. The guy gave yeah. around in a, a game suit. You know, so there's a fun side of it as well as the serious yeah. side of it. 
But it looks to be that there's quite a lot of top European racers doing the circuit. You've got uh, Thierbolt, yeah. the Belgium guy. Yeah. Um, you've got pretty much all of the racers from Urban Sky team doing it. Yeah. Um, you had Thomas Van Tonder at the last two races, the South yeah. African champion. Obviously, John was um, at the finals. Yeah. Um, a Polish guy who came top of the series, Gregorz. Sheffer, um, yeah. Yeah, and um, Jolinga Marson, he came third. He's raced yeah. a couple of Spartans in the UK. Um, so there's some high-level guys from Europe doing the race. Yeah. Um, I know you guys have been doing it, and James Burton was out there in the last yeah. race in finals as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it seems to be that um, if the competition level's that high, maybe some more UK guys start looking at it, even some of the girls as well, because um, the girls' competition was huge. You had Ida, a Danish pretty much yeah. absolute phenom champion, um, and Eureka Eriksson, uh, the other Danish girl, she came second in the finals, I believe. So it yeah. seems that competition um, across the board is actually quite a high standard, which is um, enticing if you want to take that elite racer level up in Europe. I suppose for us, it's quite expensive. Is it? Is it quite an expensive trip? The time you've got out there, done the race, and come back, you know, eating um, accommodation and all that. It it can be, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously that is a factor in it. Um, mm-hmm. We we did a. You can buy a world pass and actually get the races quite a bit cheaper because you pay an a, um, an amount up front, and then each race is a lot cheaper. So that helps quite a lot. But obviously, yes, you've got a factor in your travel, getting there and getting back. If you want to do them all, but you don't have to do them all. You can do one or two or whatever you want really so um it's well worth it um for, for people to try it out and and see you know Ghent, for example you can drive there so that keeps the cost down um which is what we do when when we go there um and even the one in nijmegen that we did um recently we you can drive there as well so you know That's there awesome. are options to keep the cost down and especially if a few of you go together um get a few of you in the car and go and you'll share the cost and whatnot you know that all helps so that's good yeah. from from a costing point of view i did look on the website and that that pass that you were talking about was actually pretty good value for money i think it it did the split if you brought the pass it was like 38 pound a race or something yeah well no it's um it's about 30 pounds a race um, which is yeah, unreal so, if you're yeah, talking about that, a 19k course with that standard of obstacles exactly yeah um and that's that's including the finals as well so we had eight races for 30 pounds each um and then obviously we bought the pass up front but yeah. i think if i worked it out each race would probably cost us across the whole season about 50 or 60 quid max yeah, you know each nice. race and and as you say and these are really good really well run races um mm-hmm. so it's you know it's you can see the money's well spent if you, if you see what I mean. Yeah. With the points and stuff, do you have to do a certain amount of races to get to the to the finals? Or yeah, so you have to have enough points to get into the finals. Um, but you can, I think you can do two. I think James did two races. James Burton did two, and that got him enough points to do it. But obviously, you have to do reasonably well. Mm-hmm. But um, but yes, yeah, you're basically as soon as you do a race, you get points, um, and then you'll go into the ranking. And as long as you're in the top 200 of the ranking, you can do the finals. Oh, nice. That's, that's basically how it works out. And But it pretty much works out. You need to do two races to do that. Mm-hmm. I like the little start thing they have as well. Obviously, you've got the yellow bibs in front of the wall. And is it the blue yep. bib behind? That's, that's right. A, that's a real interesting concept. Um, I'm guessing the blue bibs are the unranked 
and the yellow bibs are somebody who's got ranking points. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, enough ranking points. Uh, um, no. Again, so you typically two races would get you enough points to go to yellow and be start on the elite start. Mm-hmm. Nice. I've seen um, Thomas Van Tonda had uh, started in the blue because he had never done a race and he was talking about getting over the wall was a bit of a crazy thing because uh, you could just see people like yeah. trying to fly up this wall and everyone's like hanging on, trying to not kick anybody. Trying so to be- how much of an advantage is that to be in the yellow then? Like how, how long are we talking in time to get over the wall and then get up to speed? Well, really, if you're starting before the wall... Your time chip doesn't start. It's just so it splits the start up. So all the yellow bibs, you know, that meant be the faster runners, they go off hard. Um, the blue bibs, it just kind of splits it, so they have to spend time. So they're not the, the start's not so bunched. So because they're getting over the wall in dribs and drabs, and then they start when they get to the start of where the yellow bib started. So in the end, if you've got a blue bib and you're finished fifteenth, mm-hmm. so to speak, when you add or take your 30 seconds that it's took you to get over the wall and get to the start line, you could have actually finished sixth or seventh, you know, overall. So you never... It doesn't punish you too much. Again. Okay, so it's more just a case of getting the, the course flowing. Yeah, right. it works really well. You know, yeah, I like that. You get a bit of a bottleneck right at the front of the yellow bibs because everybody goes mm-hmm. off, you know, hard. And, you know, I've been wound up before now where, you know, certain people are standing in front of you in a start line and you think, you know, your hands are going to be on your knees in, in three minutes. So why don't you just start a bit further back? Well, I suppose you get that in every race. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a bit bad. But once you get past that first minute or two, when the slower front runners go back to where they perhaps should have started from, then mm-hmm. it, it, it flows really well. And the only time you, you start getting worried is when these blue bibs come past you. there's some fast boys out there that can can really go hard but what I've found when it gets to like the you know the carries uh, because you get penalties like Atlas Stones are they called Dave where you you lift them up you you have have to lift them up and put them over a bar I've had Mm -hmm. some really fast runners come past me yeah they've got to that and they can't lift the the balls up over the bar so they, they get a good two minute penalty so you're there you flow through that exercise and you're gone again so you know, you've got to have, you're running first, then your obstacles, you know, second and strength comes third. But if you haven't got all three, you're going to mm-hmm. get home. So a true OCR, really. Yeah. Do they do anything like mind games or like uh, not necessarily a spear, but do they do anything like accuracy or balance, that type of thing as well? Yeah, they go do on. actually. They've, they've, go got, um, they've got a, um, so there are balance beams and things like that, but they've also got a hammer throw. Um, that you have to throw at a little target and that's eight metres away um, and you only get one throw at it and it don't, don't matter how many times you practice and have a go at it, when you have a go in a race, it just it's never the same. The way, the way Jason's laughing, I'm assuming you've missed it a couple of times, Dave. Have you? <laughs> it would uh, yeah, be down virtually every time. <laughs> and we, we must have chucked 100 hours, yeah, at least. And we thought, yeah, we've got it. And we both got there in the race and we both missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that, yeah. you know that that's a fun element that they put in it. They do put some little fun things in there to make it sort of like you know, um, there's like an electric wire and you have to pull a triangle across it and you get zapped if you touch it and all that sort of stuff. So they do yeah. do some good little fun bits in there as well, um, yeah. just to break it up. So yeah, it's it's good, a good mix. 
So what were your favourite races this year then? Um, Tough one. Probably not the la- um, not the, the one before the finals for me was probably the best one this year, um, which was the one in Germany. Um, it was actually the second time. It, the, the event was in Germany in, in September mm-hmm. and they brought it back again. But they, do, they put it on a different part of the same town it was in, but just a different area that they set right. the race out. Um, and it was just, yeah, and it just worked for me. It was just, you know, you know, like some days you can, some race days you feel good, but you just don't race that well. But for some mm-hmm. reason that race, I actually, I felt really good. Um, and, and the race went well for me. So that was a good one. Um, yeah, I think, I think for me it was that Hills edition because I'm, I'm a fell runner more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So where you know these Europeans, they're just really quick on the flat. Where I'm yeah. just as quick, perhaps running up a hill as on the flat. So I, my best position was fourth, you know, in that race, and you know, wow. you'd be some some good athletes there. Yeah. Uh, but I think the best race overall was the finals because they seem, you know, like what Dave was saying earlier, they put some obstacles in and pull some others out. Where in the finals. I come across every obstacle they've got, I think, just chucked at it, you know, so it was, it was, everything was in that race, so it, it was just brilliant, but it was exhausting, you know, when I got to the end, I was just so pleased to see you. You knew you'd done it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in regards to obstacles, what, is there any obstacles out there that are like, you just can't do, are you, or you struggle with, or any this year that stick out for you? Um, in the finals, it was the first time that I'd done their ice axe, because that is odd. Mm. Uh, you have to you skate across that bar and it's a transition from one bar to the other bar because the axes are really heavy so you mm. imagine like holding yourself up with one axe one hand having to pull one because you have to kind of unclip it and then yeah. put it onto the other side so you, you're basically doing a one-handed pull-up to, to get oh, over sure. to the other side so uh, you know I, I think I think that's probably the hardest one but so, uh, Jason, how they build it up Two axes and a pole in the back garden this year, then I think, mate, get training. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the only way to do it, though, isn't it? There's things like that. It's just like, it's like since Spartans taking off in the UK, there's like rigs in the back garden, spear throws yeah. in the back gardens. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, it is funny, though, because we were, we were saying exactly that, you know, with the ice axe, the only time we get to practice it is in a race. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I've failed it twice now. The third go, I'll probably get it next time. But it's, you just need to practice it and you can't do it unless you're doing a race. So, uh, so yeah. It's, and how about you, Dave? Is that the same for you or is there a different obstacle that you, you know, you're a bit of a nemesis? No, I mean, the, the ice axe was the hardest one. I mean, that is a new obstacle they brought in this year. Um, that's mm-hmm. probably the hardest. But, you know, um, the, the low rig that they do, that can be quite cheeky, but it's, it's all doable. Um and, and they're tough, but, you know, it depends on the day, you know. Um, we've done, I've done a race where um, I've, you know, breezed over an obstacle, no problem. There's, they've got hanging trousers with knots in and you have to just monkey across them. I've done that no problem before, but one other time I've just dragged my foot on the ground, get off, penalty, off you go, sort of thing, and it's like, yeah. oh, sort of simple stuff, but just because you're racing, it changes the element of it, you know. So, so yeah, it's, it's, that's what makes it fun racing, I think. And so this OCR series, would you say it's a good lead on to kind of like the OCR European Championships and the World Championships? Is that kind of a good thing for you guys to do previously before going on to doing those? Definitely for the Worlds, I would say, you know, these races 
are probably a bit harder than the world's um, mm-hmm. in terms of their overall, you know, everything that they put in with the distance and the strength and the technical that they put in. It's a mm-hmm. very difficult race. The Europeans, they're, they're, I think they're changing them so much now, making it very rig heavy yeah. that this race won't necessarily make you any better at rigs, um, you know, um, but it'll just bring your overall fitness and training and obstacle completion rate up without a doubt, um, you know, for, for any type of racing that you want to do, you'd, you'd have a good overall fitness from these. So, um, yeah, that's why I'd recommend them for anybody to have a go. The fun yeah. as well, though, aren't they? You have got that fun element of it, you know. Yeah. It's scary when you're sitting on top of that slide. When I first got to the top of that, I was thinking, <gasps> you know, no way. <laughs> the guy behind me saying, cross your legs, cross your arms. I'm thinking, no, no, no. And then he just pushes you off. And I think if he weren't pushing me, I don't think I'd have gone yeah. that. You know, I'd have took a two-minute penalty and you know, gone back down the stairs. But, you know, you see all the other people screaming and the women getting mad when they're getting down the slides. But, yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun in the OCR series as well as the you know, the, the serious enough, you know, we take it serious because we, mm. we want to, to do well against the best in Europe. But, you know, I'd love to go back and do it, you know, with the wife and just go around and have, have fun and have a laugh, you know. Yeah, have like a nice fun lap and just take it all in kind of thing. That's it, yeah. And how about the food? Is, is the food in the festival area, is it like if you're in Germany, do you get like bratwurst and pretzels? Is it like that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Belgian <laughs> beer. <laughs> they give you a free can of beer when you finish. That's that's all right. Yeah, yeah. But well, they always have a good beer tent, um, and obviously chips, pizza, and a discotheque. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I tell you what, actually, you know, you say that they have a really good setup for music and stuff, and they really get you all going. Um, mm. In the start pens before you go, they g the music up and they get you all pumped up. It's brilliant. It's it's really clever how they do it. Funny you should say that. I think that's the one thing we lack in UK. We just, I think we, we either have the fun lab or it's serious. We just, we forget yeah. to put it all together as like a festival. I think, I know there's a few, a few companies out there that do do like a, a festival. Yeah. But I know what you mean, like just in a tent, just having the music. Even at Spartan, that me and Luke do now at the minute, they've, they've cut all the music because they think the elites don't want to hear it. And I was like, no, we, I quite like the music at the start of a, at a pit. It gets you going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when did it become a serious, so serious, you know, not to have music? Yeah. But yeah, they're definitely... Um, yeah, it, it is good. And, and, like, and then you see, they, they do it all through all the ways, all through the day. You know, they do it for the races wave, and then they do it for the, all the fun waves as well. And they get everyone going, and everyone's bouncing and clapping. And, you know, so it's a real good... And I think that's why they're... Not obviously just that, but I think that's why they're very popular. I mean, every time we go to these races, all the fun waves are for two days um, full up um, wow. with people going constantly. Every, every 20 minutes, waves going, waves going, waves going. It's just amazing how they do it. It's just, you know, stacks of public are going in and doing these things. It's brilliant. And, and they do have the varied um, distances as well. They've got the 7K, the 13K, and the 19K. So, you know, probably a lot of people are just going to just have a go at the 7K, which is great. You know, it's, um, it's good that they've got that flexibility there to, to, mm. for any, anyone to have a go. They have the family waves as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they actually have a family edition um, where you can go out and as a family, and it's literally just that. They, they don't have anyone racing there at all. Yeah, so, I've seen that a bit more now. Toughest are doing something as well on a Sunday. They're having kind of like a family wave. 
So it's something like OCR series doing exactly the same, which yeah. seems to be enticing a lot more people there. Obviously, yeah. if you want to race on the Saturday, you can go, but then you have yeah. the family come as well with you on the Sunday. Yeah. That would be good. Um, talking at it from like a UK's perspective, do you think if OCR series brought a race to the UK, it would be successful with kind of like the format that you've described? It sounds like it's working really well in Europe. Do you think it would work over here? I think it's probably <laughs> promoting a bit more over here. I don't know how many people know about you know the OCR mm-hmm. series. Yeah, I'm sure if it got advertised and you know, like I don't know, I, I don't know how many people actually see the videos. But the, yeah, the videos yeah, show good. how good it was. So if they got spread out a bit more and it got promoted in the UK, I'm pretty certain it would be just as popular, or if not more popular, than nuclear. That's uh, that's good then. Excellent. So for you guys, um, where's next? What's the next races for both of you? Uh, for me, it's the uh, new rows. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm over there. I just hope I can get over all the rigs. I'm just looking at the rule book now. So oh. uh, very. Yeah, rigged. you don't need to look at that. Dave. No one. Bring it. Bring it. I've got that new CR series, and I've got a few penalties where I put my foot on something where I shouldn't have done, and I'm like, oh, oh now I've lost a place over a silly little mistake. So I'm, yeah, I might find the time to read this one. Yeah, and then time reading. Some of the obstacles and the rigs and just hope it's not too rig heavy and that people can do it you know it's worrying a bit that they've got a salmon ladder at the end which okay you know the the, the top boys can do mm-hmm. salmon ladders however myself and dave we're going to be getting later on in the day so we're going to yeah. be hitting a lot of traffic you know last last year when i did it you know i was having to raise my voice at people please let me through let me through you know leading runner coming through so and, and even then, they're, they're like, you know, the waiting and the sitting on the obstacles. Mm. So it's like, you know, you're having to climb over them or round them or, you know what I mean? And it, it gets very congested, even though yeah. we still class ourselves as, you know, elite age group runners, so to speak. You know, so that, that's my worry that I'm going to hit a lot of traffic. And mm-hmm. it's going to be worse for Dave because he's getting off even later in the day. So, oh. you yeah. know, he's, he's, he's gone up an age group now. He's, what, 47 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. Good yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my next race, but I'm, I am I am concerned about it. You know, now I've seen how this, the OCR series doing. I know mm-hmm. it can be done without queuing. Yeah, know? we'll see what happens. So with the OCR series, it wasn't split into an age group thing it was just all elite but then in the final they did the all elite wave but then they picked out the age groups from those finished positions i believe yeah that's right yeah exactly yeah so it's overall your overall finished position and then mm-hmm. then obviously if you're not in that top you then go into the age groups and they just split you into age groups after that mm-hmm. um if you're not in the top three okay. so one thing i will say that i loved about it is where you know the allowed people like me and Dave, the, the senior citizens, to race with all the young ones. You the know, super vets. It's really <laughs> because, you know, okay, I come fourth and Dave was eight in the series, but we were still allowed to run with T-Bolt, John Elvin, and all that, you know, so we could compete with them. But then we got, it's like the, the British fell champs and the, the cross countries, they just then drop you down into your, into your, your vets categories. However, in the, in the final race, it was only over... 35s 
So mm-hmm. even though I'm 43, I'm racing against the over 35s in that, that veteran category. You know, and it, well, you know, I managed to win that. I was lucky, but it was good that I was still trying to see the yeah. likes of John and Tebold and you know all the others. I would say fourth and eighth in the series overall is pretty impressive. <laughs> That's pretty good. Two top ten finishes in a series of seven races, and then you've won the thirty-five to fifty category, which is a huge range. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, doing that in that style of race as well. It's not just a uh, like an easy race or a one one race. It's yeah. like you said. It, you need the speed. You need the technical ability. You need the strength. So it's, it's a great thing. Really good. More Especially. of a question is how the, how long did you stay on for John Adam for? Uh, how long did you line. He is something else. He is really impressive. You know. Considering what she's come off the back of. Yeah. 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 Uh, you'd think he'd have tired legs or something. <laughs> His arms wouldn't be strong enough to get over the obstacles, but no, he just smashed it. You know, he is. He's just in a. Everybody else is in the, you know, first division. He's just Premier League. Yeah. It's, it's, well, his winning time was like a nice gap between him and second. Yeah. Impressive. Well, yeah. He, he, he wanted to do that, didn't he? He wanted to get a good lead in case yeah. he managed to get you know a penalty at the end you know so he wanted a good couple of minutes cushion in case he come off something or you know didn't do something right mm. and that, that's what he did but he managed to finish everything and he was he was spot on yeah. excellent so are you guys going to go for the series next year when it starts again in August we was on about that weren't we Dave I think as intentions are we'll probably do two races which keeps the cost down mm-hmm. so if we, if we can position well enough that we'll finish in the top 200, a bit like James Burton did, and then yeah. just go to the, the final race, you know, the series race again, grand finale at the end. Yeah. And I think that's more costly, isn't it, really, you know? And we yeah. Can yeah. I think me and Luca are going to talk after this podcast and then join you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and plus these, the one, the first two will be good prep for, for the Worlds at the end of the day. I mean, they'll be mm. ideal. Um, as you do, um, my, my, I'm hoping anyway, um, if I can get them two under my belt um, and just keep that level of fitness there, that'll take me into the world perfectly and I won't have to do anything else. And I should. So when it, is it August again, you say? Yeah, so 31st of August. And then I think the next one is the 28th or 23rd or something around that sort of time of uh, September. Yeah, in Germany. Germany, is it? Yeah. Frankfurt, Germany. Oh, he's already looked it up. He's it's, already booked it's, a, it's a different, it's not, I don't know if it is Frankfurt, it's Warsteiner, which is a different, um, this is a new location. It's supposed to be hilly as well, apparently. Oh, you can uh, stay at home, Jace. Give me the hills. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, but, you know, if anyone wants to do them in prep for the worlds, they are, they are perfect. You know, no matter how well, you know, even if you're not going to race, but just go to do them to get the experience and, mm-hmm. um, to, you know, of the whole event. Because plus, don't forget, it's 19K, so at stroke 20, and the yeah. Wells is 15. So if you can do that, a 19K, and complete that well, then... A good training fun. race. Exactly. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And talking of the Worlds, you both looking... Obviously, you're hoping to do the Worlds. You're both looking forward to the Worlds then, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and England Maybe. again. Yeah, doesn't suit you, Jason. But you know, you like it a little bit more hilly. But 
flat, boggy fields. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not committing to the world yet. I don't know if I'm going to do the worlds again, but um, I'm doing the Euros. I always look at one race at a time, and my next race is the Euros. So you'll see, we'll see you as well, then. We'll see what happens. See what happens. Um, obviously, you said one race at a time, but is there any UK races that we'd see you guys at this year? Um, I haven't got anything else booked at the moment because um, we've got house moving pending fairly soon as well and stuff like that. So I'm kind of not committing to anything just at the minute. Um, it's all right. We've well, got plenty of heavy, heavy carries then. So Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> well, um, I've got um, Spartan, Marston oh. Lodge. So oh. it'll be my first Spartan race. I've never done one yet, so uh, it'll be interesting. Well, that'll be a good one to do. I've, uh, I've entered with all the big guns anyway, so uh, we'll see how I can compete with you lot. There's going to be loads of machines on the start line. Got, it's all going to be yellow. <laughs> uh, uh, well, what is Jason Brunick and um, Tom. Tom. Yeah, so, I might have to borrow a yellow top, just disguise myself as a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, that's really good then. So that's a great kind of uh, review of the series, giving lots of people a good idea of uh, a different race out there, especially if you're in the UK and you're looking around at a, a different race that you kind of want to do. It's good to travel to. Ghent is probably the first one in August. Easy to get to, like you guys yep. said. Be driven. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. Maybe UK people, if you're looking for a race in an August, there isn't many races in and around that time. So uh, check it out, um, OCR Series. You can find it on their website and on Facebook as well. Check out some of the videos. Check out Dave and Jason in the videos. Probably see them in there running around with their hammers, trying to throw it. Am <laughs> <laughs> I right in thinking that the rig they have there is that it's the low rig with the rings on the floor almost, so you've got to sort of bear crawl on the rings. Is that OCR? That, yeah, that is. That's called the berserker crawl, though. That's not their low rig. That's a that's oh, low rig as yeah. well as that. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you find that? Berserker crawl is really tough. tough. It is really tough. <laughs> it's surprising, it actually. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so easy, but it is real hard. Yeah. See what, what I want to see. Like I watch these things, and I want to go and do them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'd definitely recommend it. Just try to put something on the in the lift sharing thing uh, mm-hmm. on Facebook. Put it on that. Yeah. There was a girl that we were speaking to in our hotel that had just gone out there on her own. Um, she was from Cliff Lakes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Just to have a go at it, you know. So, I mean, she was meeting friends over there, but she wanted to do the race as well. So, you know, it, it's all, there's always going to be somebody over there mm-hmm. that you can lift share. I mean, it keep the, the cost down dramatically as well. So. Nice. Um, so, where can people kind of follow you guys? Are you posting anything on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, for your OCR journey? Does Jason know what social media is? <laughs> well, I, I go on Facebook every now and again, but uh, oh. I'm not the most technical when it comes to these phones, as you can probably tell. <laughs> the last week on this chat, you know, I'm he still upside down when he came on. Uh, no, I, I normally post on uh, Instagram what what I've been doing and where you know every race report. I typically put something on there for that. So, um, yeah, what's, so your, yeah. what's your Instagram, Dave? Where can they follow you? Uh, D Rogers seventy one is my year above. Name. 
Uh, no, it's not. Uh. <laughs> it was. I wanted D Rogers seven, but that was taken, so I just put a one on it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> hey, simple it's stuff. It's <laughs> so yeah, so my, my my stuff's on there. So um, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, anyone's got any questions or whatever, please. To send me a message or whatever I'm happy to advise if we I can. might send you loads over the next few weeks <laughs> <laughs> it's always me who's asking him questions yeah <laughs> oh well brilliant guys you are obviously great ambassadors for the UK OCR scene and you've done us proud in the series fourth and eighth overall that is an amazing achievement and uh, well done to you Jace for winning the Super Vets category and um See you next time in August when you guys are out there. Hopefully yeah. you'll see the as well. Yeah, thanks for having us on, guys. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Jason. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye. How do I pronounce your name? Thomas Van Tonder? Um, yes, that's the closest you're going to get to it. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, that's the closest I will get to it, for sure. <laughs> Thomas Van Tonder. This is Ryan Kent, and you've been listening to OCR Audio. Uh, I'm Ian Hosick, and you've been listening to OCR Audio.